Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Beat Houston. Memphis Grizzlies in action tonight against the Houston Rockets. It'll be down in Houston uh, where you've already lost once to them this season. That was 111-91 back in November. Jalen Green was a stud, uh, had 24, 26 of his 34 in the second half, uh, really came on that second half of that one. Back to the point, though, the, it's going to be tough uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies to get this one, and for a number of reasons. The Houston Rockets have won three straight overall, but it's 10 straight for them at home. This is a team that is now 10-1 and at home, lost its season opener. Well, its home opener, excuse me, played two on the road to start the season. Lost its home opener to Golden State and has since rattled off 10 in a row at home. So they're, they're in a frenzy uh, down there at Houston in terms of their home success this season. On the season now, the Rockets 11-9 after winning three in a row. And I tell you what, I mean, the teams they beat, uh, Spurs at home, not so impressive. 9382, you're supposed to do that, but one at the Nuggets, 114 106. This team had been struggling on the road all season and then beat OKC 110 101 in this three game winning streak for the Rockets, who obviously have Dylan Brooks. We talked a lot about what Dylan Brooks said before the first game and everything else, and we realized this is a, you know, we'd love to, uh, you know, love to, to to leave this one with a win and and, and leave Dylan Brooks with, with little to say. But it's going to be tough, and namely because we got the news first hour there from the Grizzlies that Desmond Bain is now questionable for tonight with an illness. And I just go back uh, to the Grizzlies' last time out where you had, you know, Jaron with 41, Bain with 28, and only one other Grizz player and double figures with Vince Williams. And I think to myself, my gosh, if you don't have Bain tonight – you know, where's it going to come from? Again, Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, both still out. And so, you know, while we're expecting reinforcements to come relatively soon, namely John Morant starting uh, Tuesday of next week, you know, still haven't gotten Kennard, still haven't gotten Marcus Smart, still waiting. So it's going to be tough against this Houston team. John, and you know, my hope and John's hope, we talked about this a few games ago, was that you can get one of these two. 
at least hopefully when Houston comes back here uh, in a couple of nights on Friday that you can grab one of them and hopefully get yourself to seven wins. Still got OKC uh, before uh, John Morant returns for that December 19th game against New Orleans. We're hoping. Uh, still got OKC there, but that's going to be a tough one down there at OKC. So the hope is you can split at least and get one of these two at Houston. But, John, I'd tell you, and again, last I looked, Grizz were five and a half point underdogs. That may have changed since we've gotten may slightly since we've gotten the Desmond Bain news. Again, just listed as questionable, but with an illness, he was an addition to the injury report. It ain't looking good uh, for any hopes of going down there and getting the win against a Houston team that's rolling at home. No, um, and you know, again, this is you know, at this point, it's kind of like you, you at the end of the school year, right? Like you can sort of start to you can sort of start start to feel summer break, you know what I mean? Yes. And you're just kind of like antsy in class, and you're maybe not doing, you know, you're not as locked in, you're not as focused, you know what I'm saying? That's probably how, uh, <laughs> I know that's how I'm feeling, bro, about these Grizzlies. I'm, I'm sick of this. Um, but help is on the way. Yep, going to need to get him out of the court and on the court. Out of hey. that civil and onto that that, said it. that ball court. You said it. It's about to so- happen. They're not going to stop it, John. You know, Silver's got other things he got to worry about right now. We're going to make this, you know, with Draymond. With St. Jaw going to be in there next Tuesday, and all is going to be right with the world again. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just that, that's just where my focus is sort of entirely. I mean, it, would I like them to get to, you know, uh, what, what are they at? They have, they're at six now, right? Six and 16, brother. Are we going to get seven in one of these <laughs> next three games? That's the last question I've got for you on Grizz. I don't know, man. I'm going to say uh Come on, man. They get no. the one Friday. Oh, my God. Houston will come in here and go 3-0 on the, on the Grizzlies? I mean, Come back happens. here and get another one Friday? My gosh. The Suns went up 3-0 I'm you, on the Warriors. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Let me tell you what's going on. And Houston may do that. John Moran going to get us back in, in the mix, in the play-in, and guess who we'll be facing? The Houston Rockets. Mark it down there. think so? Yes, because by that time, that's the range they'll be in. And we're going to be playing the Rockets in a 9-10 type battle. Well, isn't it, what is it 10-7 or 8-9? Whatever it is, the Rockets yeah. are going to be the team we face. Watch. I respect that. You, you could very well be right. You could be, you could be completely right. Yep. And it'll be a different um, story when John Moran is on that floor. So I have a, uh, still I do have, have another, two with him. Go ahead. If, if you, I have another NBA uh, story to touch on. Please. Next story. Bro. How are you going to eject Nikola Jokic on Serbian Heritage Night? Yep. It was a disgrace. Did you hear I mean, what he said to the ref, though? I, I, what did he say? Oh, he cursed him. Okay. I mean, it happens every – I mean, everybody does. So the and ref is honestly, supposed to take into account that it's Serbian Night. He's supposed to do that. I think he's supposed to have a – you give him a technical, you give him the one technical, and you say, hey, don't do that anymore. He didn't give him two tags. He gave him one, and and he threw him out. And, you know, just for, for a little bit of background, for, so for people who don't know, uh, the reason – it was Serbian Heritage Night, a Serb, Serbian Heritage Night in Chicago because there is obviously a huge Serbian population of people that live in Chicago. And I did not know this until this year when – uh, we connected on our uh, on our journey to Serbia. We connected through Chicago, and Chicago has a direct flight to Serbia. It's the only 
Uh, I believe it is the only, I mean, maybe New York does, but it's, it might be like Chicago and New York, only place you can fly direct to Serbia in the United States. Um, and obviously there are a lot of people there that pay good money to see him. Only get to, to see, see him once. Yeah. To your point. And, and, and they, and, and the, and the ref, you know, I don't know what was said. I don't really he care said, what he said, said, call the foul Emma, Emma, Emma effer. That's what yeah, I mean, that's what multiple people sitting along the headline told the baseline told ESPN. Call the foul, mother that's, effer. That's really to me that does not that does not rise to the level of an automatic ejection after one tap. I mean you're I'm probably sorry. right. I mean, you're, I mean you're probably right, but you know you know how these refs are. You know how these well, refs I, are. And, I think and they is, get they Jesus. get cursed like that when you call them a mf'er. You know. Well, it's not like this was Bones Highland, bro. You know, a friggin' two-year rookie or whatever, two-year guy. In the, I mean, this is a, a former MVP of the league. Enjoy, like, there has to be, and this is the, the NBA is officiated like this. Okay, ninety-nine percent of the time, guys like LeBron and Joker and Joel Embiid and Tatum and all they get calls that other guys don't get based on what their standing, their rank, their seniority. Right? It's just the facts. So why, in this case, did we not consider that when it came to ejecting or not ejecting the Joker? I'm not condoning la- like foul language. No, I get it. I mean, it's a, and it's a one tech ejection, which doesn't it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I think like the, so, when, when I think about the NBA product, one tech probably would have no, been sufficient. Yes, officiating is is one of probably the two biggest problems that the sport is facing. Um, I mean, it's just bad. It's bad officiating, and it's and it's and, and guys are taking things personally, and they're officiating things like that, um, and they're costing people. Like, you should never, okay, unless it's like a Draymond Green flagrant foul punching a guy in the face situation. There, I don't really think there's any scenario where you should be ejecting a guy from a regular season basketball game. I mean, again, unless it's just insane, you know, especially a star. I mean, I, you know, I, I just I, – I can't really justify that. Um, NBA tickets are freaking expensive. And people don't buy tickets to see Alex Caruso. They don't buy tickets to see uh, – you know, I don't even know who was playing for freaking uh, Denver last night because Jamal Murray didn't play, right? Yeah, he was out too. Was, Second half of a back-to-back. I don't know who was playing last night for Denver. They were there to see the Joker. The, and, and, you know, and, and kudos to him because Reggie he was on the Jackson. back-to-back. Mark's favorite, Reggie Jackson, twenty-five. Yeah, and, and he was on the he was on the second night of a back-to-back, and he played because why? Because he knew that he knew that not only were you know fans there, to, but it was Serbian Heritage Night. It was a celebration of his his culture and his heritage, and he was ejected. And I think that's just embarrassing. I think it's embarrassing, you know. And one technical, you know, not even two. I, I just I just feel like it's it's something that Adam Silver needs to to get under control um, because I think it I think it's a detriment to the ultimately fans should be allowed to see the players they want to see without fear of them being ejected because they talk back to the official. I mean everybody does it. I agree everybody with that fundamentally. I agree with that fundamentally. But I mean he did cross the line. He put himself at risk. He said that, so that, you would have so you would have thrown. It, well, the NBA out. said it's the you know it's the it, he directed profane language at the official that by our standards warranted an ejection. Now I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that Draymond couldn't say the same thing and wouldn't get tossed because I th- right. I don't think they'd toss him because I think they're scared of Draymond. 
But in you know, in this instance, and 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 Jokic acknowledged it afterwards. He crossed the line. He says, you know, some of that word that he said that word in particular. Some don't have any problem with it. His point in the refs, the way it's sort of addressed when it's you know yelled out, whether at an official or just in frustration. And he you know he said it is what it is. They were both surprised that it wasn't just handled with one tech. And where I agree with you, John, is that is again on a night where. And, and 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 Jokic pointed out. You said it. I mean, Serbia's. You know, you got the the biggest population in Chicago. In, you know, in terms of American, in terms of Serbian population, on a night where they're there to see him. You know, on the one night a season that he's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seem like you you could have addressed this with just a technical. But again, he he crossed a line that the NBA's got down. This the type of profane language when it's directed at. We can eject you immediately. You know, that, um, the ref took it too personally. It was, it's clear the ref Luke, took it Luke, too personally. Luca, Luca complains every freaking time up, bro. I mean, he is on their ass. He every. is. He is. It's, it wears me out about ejected? him, frankly. Yeah. Does he get ejected? Does, yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I'm at. I like. No, I mean, he should have been ejected. He should have just been one tech. This is pretty simple. Exactly. Give him the warning. I mean, I, you know, that's the, you know, and I'm sure that if you pulled that ref to the side this morning and he had a, and he slept on it and he had a day to think about it. He would probably say that. He'd say, you know what? I I, I over I, I overreacted. I overstepped my my um you know my boundary there and throwing him out and I regret that and I'm sorry. But that's not gonna give those fans that second half of, of of Joker, is it? And how pathetic are your bulls that they still lost the damn game? Pretty sad. But again, that's uh, awful. My team is the Grizzlies. You know? Oh okay. I, I don't I'll be back. Uh, paying attention to Chicago, we're about to have our first ring of honor. And, of course, Mike and Scotty are going in. So I'm interested to see how that plays out, the two of them. Will Larsa be there? Will Larsa be there? You know, those kinds of questions. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, I'm checked out on the Bulls till we decide what we're going to do with uh, who's taking yeah. Levine off our hands. Exactly. Hollow uh, stats. Hey, man, I just I just feel bad, bro. I mean, I know uh, you maybe you know, Serbian Heritage Night don't mean nothing to you. But it means a lot in my house. He he addressed and, that. He said something about the Serbian population. It's the second biggest Serbian population here. He said Belgrade, Serbia is the first, and Chicago is the second. So maybe they came to see me. And indignant yeah. Jokic and said, said afterwards. He, he said, he said, I'm glad I'm this game went in Serbia. Exactly. Because that would have been y'all's ass. They'd have been waiting for y'all outside. Okay. What's he Serbia's mean? Second not- biggest po- Serbian population here. Belgrade is the first. Chicago the second. But he said second biggest here. I think he just had to miss. He had to have misspoke. Unless New York City is first. Right. That's a, yeah, exactly. But he would have said New York City is first. When he said here, I thought it was just, I assumed he's speaking of America. Nah, because, I mean, that was the thing. That's like Chicago has a direct flight to Serbia, bro. Oh, yeah, that's I know. Random. It's connected. They have a huge Serbian population. I'm yeah, aware. I didn't know that until you wouldn't have a direct flight unless you were getting lots of traffic back and forth from Chicago to Serbia. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are our Serbian connection. You know, Jokic joined. I, I, I did not hear from my father-in-law on this. On this, uh, I'm sure the entire country grievance. was was uh, uh, angry. Uh, Jokic joined Draymond Green and Jalen Duran as the only players to be ejected from multiple games this season. Why has Jalen Duran been in, been ejected from multiple games this season for double techs? Probably because he plays for the Pistons. <laughs> and he's he's like having a good it. season. I didn't realize he'd been ejected multiple times. I, I'm going to assume it's just two. And then it's for double text, but right. we need to chip and just make sure Jalen's okay, bro. His mental state. You just hit the, you just hit the showers. You just hit the showers and yeah. say, "I'm done with this crap." Yeah. All right. Well, you've you've cried enough for uh, for for you. Bonnie Williams said he finally figured out who needs to be playing and who doesn't. So there's some progress in Detroit. Mm, praise God. Next story. <laughs> yes. 
Justice for Joker. Uh, David Jones, as we got out of here yesterday, the Tigers' David Jones, who I'm sure we will talk about at some point with Penny Hardaway when he is joined, when he joins the show at 1 o'clock, at least slated to join the show at 1 o'clock, uh, earned some national honors. This came after he got uh, his first American Athletic Conference Player of the Week. He is the U.S. Basketball Writers Association Oscar Robertson National Player of the Week uh, after two games last week. We talked about it. David Jones been awesome. Uh, for the Tigers. And I wonder, I wonder, you know, even better than maybe Penny Hardaway expected. Last week it was 26 points, seven and a half rebounds, three steals, one and a half blocks in the two wins over VCU and previously number 21 ranked Texas A&M. That Texas A&M game, he had 29, 21 of them coming in the first half. Actually added two blocks and a pair of steals in that game. David Jones is doing a lot more than just scoring for the Tigers. This isn't just a, you know, a bunch of uh, shot attempts and him getting hot. Uh, multiple times. He is doing a little bit of everything and leading them, I believe, still in rebounding. He's leading also the AAC in scoring at 20.1 points per game. Yeah, it's three consecutive 20-point games and five outings this season, uh, according to U of M, with 20-plus points. And that was, it was a typo on the last uh, true road win against a ranked opponent that was indeed last 2022 at Houston. They had 0-2 in the release after Memphis beat Texas A&M. They have since corrected that. But more importantly, a congratulations to David Jones. And I just think, John, it's, it's evidence that, that, again, this came from the U.S. Basketball Writers Association, who I'm assuming some of whom are AP voters. It's, just, it's, it's more evidence that if the Tigers do what John and I both think they're capable of, uh, get into the polls, uh, get a high seed in the tournament. David Jones, if these numbers continue, is going to be up for for All American accolades. Uh, I, I think that's the kind of season. He, big dog. I think that's the kind of season he's having. And again, I, it, what's so impressive is that it's not just from a scoring standpoint. He's been your key rebounder. He's been a playmaker at times. I realize there there are times where it feels like okay, he's the hot man, and we're just we're sitting here playing ISO, and he's just deciding whether or not he's going to pump fake and take this three. But it's a lot more than that from David Jones. You're getting effort, and remember, I mean, he turned his ankle. It was a, it, what was it, that BCU game, gets up, comes right back in, uh, gives you a great performance against Texas A&M. He's playing through some stuff, and he's playing, feels like 35, 40 minutes a game here of late. So uh, David Jones certainly deserving of this national honor, and I think this keeps up. Uh, John and I have talked about it. We're going to be talking about a potential All-American if Memphis is, again, top four type seed uh, this season and, and is winning the American Athletic Conference. Good chance David Jones is uh, going to get a lot more when it comes to national uh, national honors. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's, he's been, I, I even like wonder if, if Penny believed he would be able to, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, it's one thing that I, I think this kid can play. I think this kid's good. But like, did you bring him in expecting him to be the leading scorer and the best player on the team? You know what I mean? Like he was good at St. John's, but he wasn't doing this. Right. Right. So I wonder just like what, what click, you know what I mean? Like what, and maybe I'll ask Penny that. That's the beauty of having him on. It's like, what, you know, what was it about being here and, and, and coming into Memphis where he could elevate? Because, again, like he was his numbers were good last year in the Big East. Don't get me wrong, but it just it just wasn't look. It didn't look like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he was. Um, I, I think about Okay, we touched on this or, uh, um, maybe on Monday, but I think about what Buzz said afterwards that he was otherworldly. And I'm looking at the story now again after he had 36 on Arkansas and must just sort of. You know, just 
can't believe that this guy just did that to us and talked about how he dominated us and everything else and used sort of the same kind of words, you know, that Buzz did in describing the performance. Remember, I mean, the dude had 36 against, at the time, a ranked Arkansas team. These kinds of performances, uh, clearly they've got you on the map already with the, you know, the basketball writers and, and everything else, but um, more so, too, I think whether it's, a, you know, Associated Press or whatever else, John, if they do what, you know, get in the get in the polls, do what they're supposed to do. Not have any setbacks here. He's gonna he's gonna be in the mix of it. I, and and yes, I think if you pin Penny down, he will tell you just like it, it, like the kind of amazement we saw from Buzz and from Muss that it's been way more than even he expected. Right, especially with this kind of team, this kind of firepower. We you might have thought it could, was going to be a little bit more evenly balanced. And it, and you know at times it has been evenly balanced, but he's clearly separated himself as the team's leading scorer. And yeah, I, I suspect. Uh, be interested to hear what Penny says. I suspect he's he's been surprised by how how cold this young man has been, uh, just like we have. Well, Penny Hardaway is going to join us uh, at one o'clock. First time, long time. Looking forward to catching up with him uh, at one or so. He's addressing the media now uh, momentarily, so we're going to uh, catch him after that. And of course, we'll ask him see what uh, what there is to find out if anything on Naquan or. Jordan Brown, although I think his sort of his answers on those questions, I mean, everybody at the at the media availability is going to ask those, so we'll sort of get our indication there, just yep. being transparent. You know what I mean? Um, but but we'll absolutely uh, talk to him at one o'clock and and uh, look forward to catching up with Penny. Then we'll come back. Adam Chernoff is going to join us, and we'll get into uh, NFL Week Fifteen. How about that, Jason? I know it's going too fast. We are in Week Fifteen, bro, it's about to be. Uh, hoops and only hoops. Um, so we're getting to all that, what he likes this week, some angles and more. Stick around. Jason and John, Howdy Turn FM, ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, if you're looking for a great Christmas gift idea for your kids or your nieces or your nephews, especially if they love basketball, get a membership to Shoot360. What's Shoot360? Well, it is a haven for the aspiring hooper in your life. Technology that's used by Steph and Clay. Clay needs to get up on it, man. I can tell he's not been on it. One of eight last night for him. Window closed. Yeah, he needs to get on that on that technology, on that uh, on that machine and shoot 360. Because it can and will make a difference. The repetition is going to tell you what you need to work on in terms of your arc, your directional, where you have to improve specifically. And you can put those things into practice. It is awesome. It's always a blast. It's right here in the Memphis area, 85 Mark Center Drive in Collierville. Maybe you can't help your kid with ball handling or passing drills because you don't have much in the way of skills. You got them out there on the cones, having them out there doing themselves. Stop. You can use Shoot360's huge interactive video boards. They're equipped with passing and ball handling games and drills. Measure your strengths and weaknesses. Can watch a combo move, move done on real time. Mimic it. Get real time feedback. That's what we're doing out there at Shoot 360. NASA level technology. Uh, your son or daughter is going to fall in love with it because it's a lot like a video game. You're going to be happy because, as John said, they've got a bunch of great membership options. Perfect for Christmas. We call it the future basketball training in Memphis. Thing is, the future is happening right now at Shoot 360. Go see them at 85 Mark Center Drive in Collierville. Adam Turner, I'm going to join us here in just a moment. And then the one and only Penny Hardaway going to join us right after that. And then after that, we're going to be joined by Norton Hurd the fourth. So, man, what a day, Jason, you have booked and put together here on the show, even as I am in Vegas. So kudos to you for that. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, we are getting down to the, what, 15, 16? How many weeks are there in the NFL season now? 18, 18, 18, 18 17 games. Everybody gets back. Okay, so 15, 16, 17. We had we had a month left mm-hmm. of NBA regular season, uh, NBA NFL regular season, and then we're on to the postseason. Jason, how about that? It's, it kind of has flown by, and you are taking it all in there, uh, bird's eye view, two games in one week. Uh, just pray you get a better outcome on Thursday than you did on. Yeah, I mean, on honestly, like I'm happy I'm, that I'm you're witnessing it. I'm looking out the At hotel Allegiant. right now, the, the window. Yep, we and know. I can see the. I mean, it, it honestly the is mind blowing. Like every and everything in Vegas looks so close, but it's not. <laughs> it's not close at all. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I'm more interested you know? in the sphere than I am Allegiant. Tell me more about this. I heard you tell Jeff it's steep, and you think somebody's going to get hurt in there. Oh, dude, the the, the but sphere, they had to make it ADA accessible, right? I mean, there have to be parts of it to where. Old people don't have to go up steep stairs, right? To work. Yeah, I mean, it's just in terms of the way it was built, man. It's just you know, there's no, there's no. Uh, at least I didn't see an elevator to the top, um, and I'm not even sure I'd want to get on that. Um, yeah, I heard you. You but, said if you're scared of heights, don't do it. That's I how mean, it's. You, when you sit down, man, you look that you look down. I mean, it is it I, is very. I just envisioned big. arena that where okay, some of the seats go up up the sides a little bit. I wasn't envisioning like being up. You know, at the top of FedEx Forum or something, but I guess, but what I'm, what you know, you're the one to tell me. It's not. It's the layout is. It must be something different with the yeah, how, I mean, how high you're, it goes when you're talking up the about sphere. a sphere like that. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like the pyramid was super steep, right? Yes. I mean, it's same sort of function. You know, it's like you can't get around the angle. Um, you know, of the way that it's. I got you. Ha- 
And it, and it's just like you look down and it's just like, damn. Man. And you were like, just doing like a little IMAX movie, nature movie, just a little National Geo type thing yesterday, where they do some. Yeah, it was like, well, it was like it wasn't flying a, it through the kinda, air. It was kind of it was kind of that. It was uh, it was a it was a movie um, that was directed by Darren Aronofsky, who is obviously. Uh, Great! Yeah. I've watched a lot. He he directed Requiem for a Dream. If you remember that movie, okay. Um, but uh, it's a, basically a movie where about two two astronauts that flee Earth because it's you know uh, it, no longer viable, and they're uh, in in you know stasis for however many years, and they can't and they wake up and they had to record all these things to tell themselves to help them remember after being asleep okay. for so long about the Earth and why they're not on it anymore. But basically, it talked about all the beauty of Earth. It talks about all the great things about Earth, and then it goes into some of the human things that have happened to Earth. Uh, you know, gotcha. So it, it was it was a very emotional film. It was great though. It was and it was a it was a visual marvel, Thank you. my friend. It was a visual marvel. Uh, speaking of visual marvels, Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports, who joins us every single Wednesday here on the show, talking all things NFL, had a hell of a week. Four and zero last week. Not a single L to be found. He joins us now. Adam, what's up, my man? Well, no one's called me a visual marvel before, but here we are. So we're doing well. <laughs> hey, man, you deserve it. You deserve your flowers. I'm going to give them to you yes. every single way I can. How do you um, – I know it's a team effort. I know it's a team effort. Believe me. How do you stay humble, you know, after a week like that, I know that's you. You have to. That's the nature of the thing because you can have the reverse. Um, it, it just kind of strikes me that you you didn't have a loser, and it's just like, oh, uh, here we go, on to the next week. Like how 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 do you sort of mentally do that? Because part of me would be like, yeah, I'm him. Well, imagine going to your job every single morning, and the expectation is that everything that comes out of your mouth that's an original thought has a 46% chance to be terribly incorrect. And that's really the standard that you have to live by. And that's that's the world that we live in. And so staying humble comes from the fact that everything that you do and work for is almost always incorrect. And see, it's a, it's a, it's a tough reality, but you get used to it. And so uh, you enjoy the wins as they come, but it's, it's not something that you can expect to have happen like last week, every single weekend, because you spend a lot of time losing uh, and, and just barely more time winning when you're doing this at a high level. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting and I think uh, real uh, way of looking at it that, you know, most people don't consider, but it is absolutely, you know, the reality. All right, we're going to put last week behind us because that's the way it works, man. On to the next uh, couple releases for the service uh, so far um, this uh, this week. Let's start with an interesting one, one that has had some, uh, you know, some, some, some support. Detroit minus three and a half hosting the Denver Broncos. Detroit, of course, coming off uh, that loss to Chicago. What, in a Denver team that is uh, playing, uh, you know, really well the last month and a half of the season, what is it about the Lions in this spot um, that attracted you guys to this number? It's really the first fair price that we've seen on the Detroit Lions in quite some time. It's been a team that's been very popular. It's been a team that's been very inflated for a while now. And now their numbers crashing down to earth was five and a half points on the look ahead line. And this is now minus four, which is a bet that I would still make. So it's a good price from that perspective. 
the matchup as well, offensively, with Goff returning home after a weather game. He's also played the Bears defense twice in the last three weeks. He just matches up very poorly against and gets a big break here against the Broncos team that doesn't sit in that soft cover two look that Goff really struggles with. But the Lions can score considerably more at home, very drastic road splits for Jared Goff. So I think the offense looks a lot better. I think they run the football a lot. And Denver, to me, is just an easy team to oppose. They get, and really during this win streak that they've compiled where they've put themselves back in the playoff relevancy, a lot of third down luck, a lot of fourth down luck, a lot of turnovers leading the way as they're top in the league in takeaways the last six weeks. It's just been a lot of kind of fluky plays bouncing the way of the Broncos. So reset spot here for the Lions. I think they win comfortably. Uh, okay, and maybe it's a it's a an inverse reset spot for uh, the next release here. You guys have Saints minus four and a half. That's out to six, uh, but minus four and a half against the Giants, who are all the rage uh, in the NFL right now with what Tommy DeVito is doing. Um, and it's a team that you guys did back on Monday, which I find very interesting. Uh, are, are you guys saying that? Uh, Icarus is uh, about to fly too close to the sun here. What's the thinking behind the Saints minus four and a half against the Giants? It's it's a bad version of the Josh Dobbs story is Tommy DeVito at this point. And as we saw, Josh Dobbs is now irrelevant and back to a backup quarterback. And DeVito's not far away from being in that same category as well. Great story. Fun to watch. All the videos on social media are fun. But now it's back to reality. Look, he's had... Three games so far as the starter. He has won all three. The first one was against the Washington Commanders defense that gives up points and yardage to any opponent that they play. Tommy DeVito led the Giants in that game to just better than five yards per play, 270 total yards of offense. It was not a good performance. He had one drive against New England that went for more than 30 yards all game. And then last week against the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football, did a much better job of not turning the ball over, plus one throw to the corner of the end zone, than he did a whole lot of anything else. And so I get the story. I get the sort of hype around it. But it's uh, back to reality here as the Giants now leave the confines of MetLife Stadium and the sporadic fans that have been supporting him go on the road into the Superdome to play the Saints. Uh, Much different caliber of opponent and a defense in the Giants that's very predictable, which the Saints and check down car under center can absolutely take advantage of by timing those blitz as well. So uh, Saints here uh, win comfortably against the Giants as DeVito comes back to earth. How about Cowboys-Bills, Adam? And, and, and should are, should we expect lots of points? I think that, that over-under was at 50-and-a-half. Cowboys obviously rolling, have won five straight, seven of eight, but they do go on the road here. Just sort of what are you expecting in this one? So, behind the scenes, look, Sunday night, I was in the group chat peppering reasons why to bet the Buffalo Bills. So, I give me the Bills, give me the Bills, give me the Bills. Wow. Was completely talked out of it by people much wiser than I, as well as people that follow the Bills and the Chiefs much more closely than I do. A uh, couple things stand out here as to why I'm not betting the Bills. First of all, the big angle that I had in this game that I personally liked was to bet against the Dallas Cowboys going on the road because I don't fully believe that the cadence and timing 
and snap count of this Cowboys offense and how rhythm-based that it is is one that can travel that well. And the reason I say that is a lot of these big performances we've seen from the Cowboys mm-hmm. have been at home in their home stadium yep. with the fans playing to the offense, keeping it quiet when they're operating. It's been indoors, on turf. It's been very comfortable for Dallas. And it's not so much as caliber of opponent or who they played. It's more so how they've sort of got on in those games. And to me, it's a spot where I was like the Cowboys now going on the road into Buffalo to play the resurgent Bills team. I thought that was going to be tough. But the way that the Bills finished that second half against Kansas City, really by doing nothing, it was not an impressive closing out of the game by Buffalo at all. It was really James Cook coming through when needed most with a couple big plays. That really scared off other guys within the group. And then we saw what the Cowboys did on Sunday Night Football as I was making the case to fade them, go out, not pushed against the Eagles, and hang nearly 40 points. So uh, quickly soured on that one, and all of a sudden it looks like the Cowboys are the side with the market coming down. So this is going to be fun to watch, but a game I will not have a bet on. Understood. Talking to Adam Chernoff here from Right Angle Sports. Joins us every single Wednesday here on the show, talking all things NFL betting. Make sure you listen to the Simple Handicap Podcast every morning. Make it a part of your routine. It is great stuff if uh, if you're trying to make a little money on the NFL and get smarter about it. All right, I'm going to be in the building. I'm going to be uh, ten toes down at Allegiant as I'm looking out the window and look. I, I'm staring at it right now, Adam. The uh, the stadium. Um, the total thirty four Chargers plus three. Think uh, painted towards the Chargers there. Um, you like the over, which is interesting because, you know, it's another Thursday night game. It's a short week. It's a backup. It's two backup quarterbacks, frankly. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of sort of corollaries between this game, I think, and what we saw last Thursday with Patriots Steelers, which was a, was a historic low in a game where weather was not a factor. Um, and it sounds like you like? I know you liked the over. Uh, maybe you didn't like the over, but you certainly didn't like the under last week. And it sounds like you like the over this week. What is the uh, what is the argument for taking? Is is it just a function of how low this total is? Where are you at with with uh, this primetime game on Thursday? Oh well, I'm honestly I'm rethinking a lot of things because maybe I should try get in line with with local radio in the U.S. You got a trip to Aruba. You're spending a week in <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas. I mean, I'm you're trying to figure well. out. I'm trying to figure it out. We're not all getting Man. that. Adam. Yeah, I I don't know. That's that's sounding pretty good to no me. Um, but yeah, you're right. You saw three <laughs> points in the game last week. You attended. You're going to get a lot more in this one now. Might not be a whole lot more, but I think it's going to be more than 34, which is the current total. So the Raiders still have not committed to a starting QB. I think it's the last go for Aiden O'Connell, but he gets a big step back in terms of quality of opponent that he's facing here in this Chargers defense. It's been four weeks of facing top 10 defenses for O'Connell and the Raiders, which has really kind of slowed down this offense quite a bit. So I think it looks a lot better than it did last week, obviously. On the other side for the Chargers, the big thing, obviously, is going to be Herbert not being able to play, going down to Easton Stick. But what I saw with Stick was a willing downfield passer. And with Palmer coming back, the Chargers finally have a number two wide receiver. And Quinton Johnston got involved, believe it or not, too, in this offense after being absent for the last two months. And so potentially a pass here for the Chargers to move the football as well on this Raiders defense. And at 34 for an indoor game which won't be weather impacted. This is being priced like last Thursday night football 
which was outdoors and wind and rain. The Browns game last week in the mid-30s, which was outdoors in Cleveland with wind. Jets-Houston was 33-and-a-half. That was wind and 20-mile-per-hour 20, 20 gusts, right? It's, this is indoors controlled. I think just the, the recent performance for both of these teams against good defenses has really deflated this number too far. Um, to me, it's an over or nothing. Uh, I like this at 34. I think we see this get into right around the 40-point mark. All righty, Mark and member. Uh, Adam, thanks as always for the Thank time. Thank you so much, friend. Adam. Talk to you next week. I'll be in Memphis next week, so okay. no worries. Okay. If you were not back in Memphis, I might have taken a week off myself. So it's good to know you'll be back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm out here. I'm, I'm traveling the world. Thanks, Thank Adam. You, Adam. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, guys. He is Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports. Uh, so there you go. He likes the uh, he likes the Lions. That number's at four. So yeah, I was looking. Know, I saw it, it's four now. Yeah, I mean, obviously some buyback a little bit. Usually, if uh, us, you know, a line goes up a point in the NFL, it does get bought back. Um, Saints has not been bought back yet, um, but you know, Lions are probably due for a, one of those, you know, games. Right? Um, we'll see if they have it in them. They got that dog in them, but I don't know, man. Maybe, they, they've I've watched them obviously closely uh, last couple of your weeks. Bears ripped it out of them, huh? Man, they just they they appear to be in disarray. I'm just curious, real quick. Just how you're feeling about Chiefs Patriots, and that's that's nine last I looked at, and and very quietly though, that's a Patriots defense that's still more than respectable. I think they're eighth in the league. You're telling me it's all going to come together on the road for the Chiefs after all that frustration. Still got same weapons, and they're going to roll in that one. That one, uh, uh, you and, could not and, lay nine. Uh, that's, could not that's, lay nine. I, I told Brad that before this segment that that nine seems high to me, and. Again, that yeah, defense I mean, is still there for the Patriots, and it's and the and the and the, and the Chiefs' defense is still banged up. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that's a Patriots offense that yeah. found a little confidence last week against the Steelers. It's a, it's a, they've had a long, obviously have they have the rest advantage. Um, I mean, I understand that the market ratings have the Chiefs, you know, as you know, twelve, twelve and a half, maybe not quite twelve, maybe like eleven and a half on a neutral, and I would agree with that. But I just think situationally, yeah, you know. I, I cannot lay nine Me with either. what uh, what both teams are doing right now. You know, um, yeah. I, I think Chiefs will, Chiefs will win the game. They have to, yeah. quite frankly. But uh, I I wouldn't be laying on nine. Well, yeah, okay. I'm not with it. I'm not with it all right. uh, at all. But uh, hey, I mean, there's there's some really interesting games this week, man. Because you got you like you said, you got the Eagles, Bills. Excuse me, the Cowboys, Bills. That's going to be a hell of a game. It's a big one. Um, You've got Texans, Titans. All of a sudden, that one—I mean, that one's priced like CJ Stroud's not going to play um, because Titans are minus two and a half because of the concussion so, protocol. It, it, is he? In the, I mean, I assume it's that's 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 all it is. It's, I mean, I can't imagine it would be anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Lions, Broncos will be a good one. Um, so you know, you have some, uh, um, you know, you have Ravens, Jags on Sunday night. Bless Excuse you. me. That'll be a. It'll be a uh, fun Sunday night game. And then Eagles-Seahawks ain't a bad game. I mean, that could go either way. So, you know, with the way, um, you know, the Eagles are turning right now. So, I don't know. It should be a pretty decent week of NFL action. Oh, got them here. on Saturday now, baby. That's when, you know, now it's right. Saturday game. we got three Saturday games. So that's it, Is that Broncos-Lions on Saturday? It, it is. is right? it is the, it's yeah. the 7-15 game on Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I'll Vikings, be, uh, Bengals, Steelers, Colts were the other two on Saturday. I think I'll be in the air. Steelers Colts is that. weird. Steelers Colts is weird, but I guess you'd have to with the way they're playing, you'd have to roll Colts there. They're both seven and six. Yeah. I don't want to watch either of those teams. Understand. 
I mean, I, I don't, they're on both of them are just unserious to me. Um, but should be a fun week, uh, nonetheless. Okay. We are slated to be joined by Memphis basketball coach Penny Hardaway when we come back. And we're going to talk to him about uh, as much as we can Naquan Tomlin, Jordan Brown, uh, what he's learned about his team, David Jones, um, this, this Saturday in the wideout, all that. We're going to talk about with Penny and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason to John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 